So what do we discover about the beautiful life that exists within um, the triune God? And how does that enable us to journey on in this Christian life? The way that I want us to think about this this morning is, is this. When you understand the life within the triune God and you see His goodness and how that enables you to, to live and love in this world, there are three things that I want you to see. That the welcome never ends. You will always be encouraged. And obedience comes with a smile. The welcome never ends. You will always be encouraged. And obedience actually comes with a smile. So let's consider that. First, the welcome never ends. Verses 1 through 7, Jesus comes and he says, Listen, I'm preparing a place for you in my Father's house. In my Father's house, there are many rooms, and I'm going ahead of you to prepare your place with me and my Father. And what I want you to understand, two promises that I want you to always remember as you journey in this life, that is this, that you are always welcomed and you are wanted. You are always welcomed. The divine hospitality of the Father, it never ends. No matter how far your sin takes you into the far country, the Father, with His divine hospitality, is always there waiting, watching, ready to embrace you and to lavish upon you His divine hospitality and His welcome embrace. And notice what Jesus says. He says that I go and prepare a place for you and I will come and I will bring you to that place. And I want this to encourage you. Because the divine hospitality that is yours, this welcome that never ends, it's never tethered to your ability to get there. And that is such good news. Because the divine hospitality and the lavish love that is ours in Jesus, it's tethered to Him. Because He has gone before us. And we simply walk in the ways that Jesus has called us to walk. The divine hospitality, it never ends. But secondly, not only are you welcomed within the life of God, but you're actually wanted. This isn't just a general promise. It is deeply personal. Notice what um, Jesus says in verse 3. It is the Father's desire for you to be with Him. So much of our own insecurities, mine, so much of my own fear in this life, and I know so much of your own fear in this life, is that somehow you struggle with your own personality, your own appearance, your own uniqueness and special quirks, your own struggles, and you think as you take inventory of just who God made you, you think, and no one would ever want me. 
And Jesus comes and He says in verse 3 that the Father wants you to be with Him. One of my favorite commercials is a Guinness beer commercial that came out a couple years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Telling you. Watch the Super Bowl ads today and see which ones bring you to tears. It'll be beer commercials. <laughs> it starts off in a, in a basketball gym. And there's all, there's ten guys in wheelchairs playing wheelchair basketball. And it's a grueling game. Um, they're just beating each other up, knocking each other over. Um, and then all of a sudden the buzzer goes off. And nine guys stand up and walk away from their wheelchair. And they walk over to the one guy who actually is bound to his wheelchair. And they pat him on the back and give him high fives. And one guy just says, same time next week. And then it kind of fades away. And all of a sudden it shows them around a little wood table in a bar. (laughs) Having a glass, a pint. Guinness beer, and the narrator comes over as, as they're sitting there laughing and just enjoying each other. It's his dedication, loyalty, <laughs> friendship. <laughs> and I thought about that. Here, here's a group of guys who enters into the life of their friend. And the way that they do that communicates, hey, we want to be with you. No matter your struggle, no matter what you face, we want to be with you. And here's what I want you to know. The Father wants you, the one that He made, not the one that you craft in order to be liked amongst your peers. No, the you that He uniquely made in your personality, the one He made in His image, The new forgiven you. He wants you to be with Him. So that's the first thing. The welcome never ends. And that needs to encourage you in your journey in this life. But secondly, you will always be encouraged. What do I mean? Again, two promises that I don't want you to forget in this life. That the way that the triune God encourages you in this life is He reminds you that He is one always with you and that He is always in you. Look again at verse 16. Jesus says, I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper to be with you forever. For you know Him, for He dwells with you. T.F. Torrance calls the Holy Spirit Christ's other self. And I love that picture. And Jesus says, he's telling his disciples, says, listen, I'm about to depart. But as I depart, I'm actually coming to you because my other self is going to be with you. And he's going to be with you forever. And here's how that will always encourage you. There is never a moment in the Christian life where you are alone. Where you never have someone to turn to. Where you never have someone to pour out your heart to. To confess to. To 
to cry to. Because the Holy Spirit, Christ's other self, is always with you. Which means that in this journey, this path that the Lord has laid out for you, you are never alone. But not only is God with you, He is in you. Verse 17, you know Him for He dwells with you and will be in you. In that day you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. All throughout the New Testament, this is a fact. That the relationship of the triune God has found a home in you. And this has enormous implications for the path that is laid out for you. Now I just want to highlight two for the sake of time. Two enormous implications. First, because the triune God has found a home in you, it means that you are absolutely secure. So when you go and read the Psalms, and you hear about God being a, a God of refuge, a God of strength, uh, um, a God in whom you, know, you can hide under the shadow of His wings, when you hear the Psalms talk about God as being a shield and a fortress, I want you to understand that the God who exists as the Father, the Son, and the Spirit dwells in you, which means that you are absolutely secure. Notice what Jesus says at the end of the passage. He says, I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world, talking about Satan, is coming. And did you catch what Jesus said about Satan? He says, he has no claim on me. Folks, the Christian armor is nothing less than the invisible triune God that has taken up residence in you, which means that, yes, Satan will harass and mock you. But he is no match for the mighty fortress that is our God. Your sin, yes, it will harass and mock you and accuse you. But it is no match for the mighty fortress of our triune God that dwells in you. So you have security, absolute security, but you also have power. What do I mean? There's this great place in Isaiah 40 where the prophet says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow faint or weary. His understanding is unreachable. And then listen to this. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases his strength. Folks, it is very biblical for us to remember along this path the Lord has laid out for us that the triune God lives in you and He has the power to strengthen you in this journey. 
that you really can do anything that God wants you to do. Because He has the power to strengthen you and enable you along this path that He has laid out for you. Do you know what that means? It means that you can carry any burden. You can overcome any temptation. You can endure any pain. Because you have the life of God in you that gives you the power and strength for this journey. That is how you are always encouraged because God is with you and He is in you. So the welcome never ends. You're always encouraged. But lastly, obedience comes with a smile. The fellowship of the Father and the Son and the Spirit is centered around their mutual love and delight for one another. They love to serve and love one another within the life of the Godhead. And that actually sets the path and the pattern for our lives. Again, two great promises. As the love of God flows to you, it also flows through you. Look again at verse 15. Jesus says, when you love me, you actually keep my commandments. Verse 23, when anyone loves me, he abides in my word and the Father will love him and will come to him and make our home with him. And here's what I want you to see. As you are enveloped in the loving fellowship of the triune God, it means then your obedience in life comes with a smile. It comes with a smile. What do I mean? That His love towards you is unceasing. As Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Nothing can unchild you. And since that is true, obedience and faithfulness in the Christian life, it is done with a smile. Knowing that you are deeply secured in the love of God, which means that as you abide in the love of the triune God, you will naturally abide in His Word. And obedience then, is a duty that you do with absolute joy, with a smile. And you do it knowing that it just pleases the Father and the Son and the Spirit. That's the pattern that is set within the life of God. And that is the pattern set for you and for me. As His love flows to you, our response is just to Follow Jesus with a smile. Rich Eisen has a, a great podcast, um, interviews all kinds of people. And one time he had um, Rob Reiner on. He's a director. Um, and he was the director of, of the movie A Few Good Men. Y'all ever seen that movie? Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. A Few Good Men, uh, Tom Cruise. Kevin Bacon, Demi Moore, um, Jack Nicholson. You know, the famous courtroom scene, you know, um, that's usually what the movie is known for. 
And Rich Eisen asked Rob, he's like, how did you film that courtroom scene? And so Rob starts talking about, you know, that performance that Jack Nicholson gave. He said, I went to Jack and I said, hey, do you want me to just film the different reactions first or do you want me to film your scene first? He's like, no, 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 go film the different reactions. So Rob goes and he films, you know, Tom Cruise's reaction. He films Demi Moore's. He films Kevin Bacon. And he noticed as he was filming Cruz's action off to the side, Jack Nicholson's over there giving the performance that you see in the actual movie. And so Rob's like, what is he doing? He's just over there like giving that performance. And then he shoots Demi's scene. And he looks over again and Jack is over there doing the same thing. Kevin Bacon's scene. And finally he goes over to him and he's like, Jack, listen. You might want to save one of these takes for when you're actually on camera. And Jack turned to Rob and he says, Rob, <laughs> you don't understand. I love acting. When the camera was on and when it was off, you got the same performance. And do you know what that means for the Christian life? It means that obedience comes with a smile, that whether the camera is on or off, you can live one way before the face of God. His love flows to you, but lastly, it flows through you. Verse 12, Jesus makes this enormous promise. He says, Amen, Amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do works that I do, and greater works than these will he do. Our lives as Christians are to compare and mimic and mirror as closely as possible to the life of the triune God, the God who is love. As followers of God, our lives are to mirror and reflect as best we can the life that we have experienced from the triune God. We are to love like Him. We are to forgive like Him. We are to be gracious like Him. We are to be merciful like Him. We are to be patient like Him. We are, as, as best we can, to reflect and mirror the life of God in the soul of man. Y'all ever watch Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown? Well, this is my South Carolina throwback right here. Anthony Bourdain um, shows up in Charleston, South Carolina to meet with uh, the famous chef, Sean Brock. Um, Sean has uh, called all kinds of famous restaurants in the Charleston area. But the first place that Sean Brock takes Anthony Bourdain to enjoy like the, the delicacies of South Carolina is the Waffle House. Mm, yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I want you to hear how Anthony Bourdain talks about his experience in the Waffle House. 
He says, it's not just like, you know, eating a place of food. Bourdain says, no, 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 you're talking about a magical spiritual place. <laughs> Brock, it's beyond magical and spiritual. And Bourdain says this. He says, indeed, it is marvelous. An irony-free zone where everything is beautiful and nothing hurts. For everybody, regardless of race, creed, color, or degree of inebriation, is welcome. <laughs> it's warm yellow glow, a beacon of hope, a salvation, inviting the hungry, the lost, the seriously hammered all across the South to come inside. A place of safety and nourishment. It never closes. It's always, always faithful. And it's always there for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we are called to be and to do. When the church loves like the triune God, do you know what happens? We become a beacon of hope, inviting salvation to all those who are hungry, lost, regardless of race, creed, degree of inebriation. When we are mimicking and mirroring the love of the triune God, it means that we are actually being faithful. That we are always, always open. And we will always be there for you. The journey that the Lord lays out for you means that as best you can, with the power that lives within you, is to be the beacon of hope. For all those that you interact with, that, you're, that the love of the Godhead flows through to you and through you to anyone and everyone. And Jesus says, when you do that, you will see greater works than you could possibly imagine. The welcome never ends. You will always be encouraged. And obedience just comes with a smile. Let me end with this. Jesus' book ends this passage with this. Let not your hearts be troubled. Friends, life is full of weariness and heartache. It's full of stress and worry. But the God of peace says to you, My peace I give you. My peace I leave you. Therefore, let not your hearts be troubled, nor let them be afraid. For you have nothing to fear in this life, friends. Because the Father has loved the Son through the Spirit and has invited you to participate in the light, life, and love of the triune God. And he has made known the path of life. And in his presence there is joy, not fear. Joy forevermore. And at his right hand are pleasures. Pleasures. 
that will always enable you to keep following the path. Come and participate in the life of God that He has laid out for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.